We're talking about MotoGP, MotoGP Fantasy, motorcycles, and just a general love of riding. This is Wheel to Wheel. What's up, Dakota? Not a whole lot, just hanging out. How you doing? Doing good. I'm not going to say hair in a biscuit because that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ty, have you went riding recently? I have a couple times, but I'm telling you, it was cold enough. I mean, my nipples could cut diamonds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I went riding the other day, uh, so I've been super busy lately with work and stuff like that. But uh, yesterday, I got on the bike and took off because it was, like, super nice yesterday. It was amazing. So I got to ride a little bit. I mean, there's been a few days that have been great for riding. And yeah. Then, but the thing is, if, you, if you're in the middle of the day. Today wasn't one of those. No, no, it was not. <laughs> I actually was like, ah, I'm not going to ride the bike to work today. And then I like started putting my stuff on. And I opened up the window and I went, nope. Well, my struggle is right now, uh, currently it is October 18th. Uh, but my problem is that in the morning it's like 33 degrees. And I put all of my gear on for cold weather. And then when I got to go home, it's like 70 so oh, yeah. then I'm just thinking to myself, I have all this stuff now, and I'm going to sweat all the way home. <laughs> so riding is a struggle in this, like, temperature zone. I mean, if you have, like, a day off, and you can just go ride oh, yeah. on your own, and you yeah. can kind of do it. Just only... wait till 10 a.m., and then you ride until 4, and you're perfect. Yeah, you're just waiting for prime time. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, I mean, the thing is, if you are out late at all, I am telling you, diamond cutters. <laughs> Jeez. Well, uh, so we're here to talk about racing, not uh, Ty's body. <laughs> so, Ty, this was, in my opinion, the best race we have had all season. I mean, there's no argument. I don't think anybody could say that there was a better race. It was incredible. I've not seen that much. I don't, in the amount of MotoGP I've seen, I don't think I've ever seen that much overtaking in the premier class. Well, I think the thing, it's not, it wasn't only a, an exciting race because of what was happening on the screen. It was also exciting because at the very bottom right corner of the screen, you have this championship live updates. <laughs> and every time anything <laughs> happened, any overtake. It changed, yeah. And there was a, like, it was a pretty sizable difference. Usually that doesn't happen. Even if it's like an exciting race, it, 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 a lot of times it doesn't necessarily have that big of a difference. Yeah, it's one or two points. But this was like, he's the champion. No, he's the champion. Yep. No, he's the champion. Yep. Um, and we had some major championship shifts at coming out of uh, Phillip Island and not in the way that I was hoping. <laughs> I, You know what? I, As much as I would like to talk trash, I will sympathize with Dakota because this is you know, one of those things the commentators go, he's absolutely gutted. Yeah, that's, that's how Dakota feels right now. I'm so sad about it. And I have some opinions about it, and we'll get to that in a minute. But first, let's jump into fantasy points. So, you know, Ty has been talking a lot of trash about his fantasy team. but I can't talk any trash uh, this week. Ty did not win the, the week. So, I Ty, didn't. how many points did you get? <laughs> so, actually, I thought I had the star lineup. And my gold team did fantastic. Because I had mm -hmm. um, Mark Marquez, I believe, and Peko Bagnaya. Yeah, so, not a bad choice. <laughs> so, I mean, those were like some high-scoring points. And then Idiot Me didn't use one of my boosters. Should have uh, done that. But, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda. Um, but then, unfortunately, I made a just terrible decision. I thought, Aprilia's doing well. 
I guess just go Aprilia or go home. So I have both the Aprilia riders, <laughs> Maverick Vinales. I well, have Alicia Spirago. Alicia didn't do the worst, but Maverick did. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, to make things worse, I chose Aprilia also as my constructor. So oh. I got, I would have done really well if I literally had chosen almost any other team. <laughs> You should have chose Cal. I tried to tell you. I tried How many to points did Cal get you? Cal got me five and a half on my. Oh, well, not Maverick, but Elise got me seven. So <laughs> I think I got three from my constructor. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, was it five and a half? I, I got to know now because I got to know if it was more than what you got. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm going to get it in just one second. The amount of trash. Uh, Actually, so I got seven points from my constructor and seven points from my writer. Okay, here we go. I got from Cal. Oh, yeah, five and a half points. I thought that was going to be a lot more of like a win for me because I thought I was going to beat you there, but I didn't. But Cal still did good for me. For 1.4 mil, I'll take that. I will take that. So... What is you your total, or what did you actually get? What you, what was your score? Wasn't great. Uh, wasn't my worst week. <laughs> wasn't my best. I got a solid sixty-seven. Nice. Okay. What is that total you out to on the season? Still not great, but I'm doing better. I'm at nine forty point five. Yeah, you've made some serious strides the last few weeks. Yeah, it's not enough time for a comeback or anything crazy like that. But I mean, it's. You know what? I, I'm I'm not next, quite as next season. About it. We're gonna start out head to head though, and you're probably gonna beat me, and I'm gonna be upset about it. We'll we'll see about that. I mean, if I make decisions like I did this last <laughs> week, it's not gonna look good for me at all. Well, my total was seventy three point five on the week, so I didn't beat you by much, but I still did beat you. Okay. Um, and my season total is now one thousand five hundred forty four. It has that's strong. My rankings have just continued to just get worse though i'm down now at 10,224 out of the top 10,000 in the world i'm really dejected about it and in the united states i'm 746 so really bummed about all of that because i was doing really great and then i messed it all up by making some dumb decisions and by fabio crashing when i boosted him that was the worst oh was that your last boost yep <laughs> <laughs> the worst. I mean, I, it's not even my fantasy team. I could just feel the pain. Yeah. Well, it's I. Like, it was one of those things. I think I said it on the last one. I meant to. I I boosted him, and then I was like, ah, I'm gonna take that off. And by the time I got to take it off, it had already passed the time that I could yeah. because it was in Asia, and I I couldn't get it. That's like putting Tom Brady on your fantasy football team, and then he gets like hurt. Mm-hmm, pretty much. So the podium. At Phillip Island was one that we didn't really expect. The first place was really the unexpected wonder, which was Alex Rins on the, the who Suzuki. From that dude. He's one fast who. He was screaming. I mean, and he's on a bike that it's they, they're not doing anything with it. Okay, so you want to hear something funny? What's that? They're actually going to be doing testing in like a week on the Suzuki because they have like extra money in the budget and they're like, well, we're going to spend it since they're shutting it down. <laughs> like the testing has no relevance whatsoever and they're doing it anyways. I keep hoping that they're just not going to leave and they're going to stay. Oh no, that's but, not happening. Yeah. Dorna, Dorna, 
has closed the door on that one. Correct. Well, so Alex Rins won, which is just awesome for Suzuki and for that team. They kind of get to go out on a high note, but it was just really unexpected. They did something different than almost everybody else because they had nothing to lose. Everybody else went with a uh, a track or a, a mapping system for their tires that was a really reserved, which is why you didn't see a lot of super high speeds. But they went with one that was basically like, we don't care. Just rip it. And that's why the Suzuki was able to like pass people like crazy. He passed Ducati's like just getting the slipstream and just right around. <laughs> so it's pretty wild. Uh, Mark Marquez, though, in second place, winning his 100th podium. And the thing is, it didn't even really look like he was pushing it. Well, he was the only one that got a soft tire. A soft rear tire. He's the only one that chose the soft rear tire and made fools of everyone else. I mean, that was actually the most satisfying part of the race. If someone would pass him, and he'd be like, oh, he's going to slide to the back. He's on a si- Oh, nope. He, oh, he's coming back. <laughs> well, and Jorge Martin got the... We got to see Mark in the form... You said, uh, I think, last episode that Mark is the guy that just doesn't care about anybody else on the track. Oh, 100%. And we if got you are to, in his way, you are an obstacle. Yeah, we got to see not. his aggression out, and poor Jorge Martin just got the worst brunt of that. Just completely... There was one pass where Mark came on the inside and just, just pushed him out of the way, and he lost like four spots because you know, you of You know it. he does that on purpose? Like, oh, I'm sure he does. So he, Mark Marquez, if you watch him, He's really good at doing these just extremely abrasive passes, but doing it in a way where he doesn't actually hit you. But he will do it, and there's actually been times where it's like he doesn't pass somebody as fast as he probably could, and he does it. He just wants to scare the crap out of you because he know if you like trying. It's like and it, it. I think he succeeded with poor Jorge Martin. Oh yeah, in this race, which he did pretty good still, but like that poor guy. He fighting said, "Excuse with, me, child." I th- I was about to say, I think Jorge Martin realized what a veteran rider is at Sepang. <laughs> <laughs> um, so wrapping up the podium was Peko Bagnai, uh, which made some interesting things as far as the championship. So let's go through our top 10 standings because there's been a lot of changes. The biggest one being that Peko Bagnai is now our leading person on the top 10 championships. So he is in first place. He is currently on track. If nothing changed from this point on, he would be our world champion. That is true. Which is crazy. And it's not like he just got a little bit of a lead. He took a 14-point lead. Which is insane. And not to not to put dirt on your wound or anything like that. But, I mean, it was only a few weeks ago that he was like 90 points behind Fabio. Uh, well, it was a half a season ago, but sure. <laughs> I mean, but that's a lot of ground to cover. It is very much. And, and you can't really take anything away from that because he has done an excellent job to get where he's at. And, and the thing is, is I like Pecco. There may I have really been some do. team orders involved at different points Oh, absolutely. I don't care what anybody says. But I... I mean, there was how many Ducatis behind him when he was in third place? Yeah, he's got an armada fighting so, for him out so there. So, <laughs> just to kind of put it in perspective before we go into the championship results. So, Peko Bagnaia was in third place. Behind him was Marco Bezzecchi, Ducati. Correct. Bastianini, Ducati. Luca Marini, Ducati. Jorge Martin, Ducati. Johan Zarco, Ducati. And then there's Alessio Sparago. <laughs> Poor so guy. He's just getting beat up back there. <laughs> there is. So there's one, two, three, four, five Ducatis between Bagnaya and the nearest 
Aprilia. Mm-hmm. Now, now Pecco was actually, I think, for the most part, keeping up with the first two. So it wasn't like he was dragging behind like he has in previous seasons. Because mm-hmm. I know that's been a case where he's nowhere near the first two. But, I mean, still, I mean, that's a lot of defense. Yep. So in second place, we have Fabio maintaining his 219 points. I don't think that's changed in a couple of races, unfortunately. Um, he is just having a rough time. We're going to get into a little bit more of that in a minute. But in third place, Aleish Espargaro, which is interesting. He's got 206 points, which means he is 27 points off. And he's not that far away from Fabio. Correct. Fabio, so Fabio's he, in danger of sinking down even further. Absolutely he is. And the thing is, is that Aleish being 27 points off is significant because he has to minimize losing any he can't lose any more points or he's out of the championship because there's only two races left mathematically so he has to actually gain at least two points to make it possible for him to because but I, it's it's pretty hard i love he's him but i have this sinking feeling that he's going to crash one of these races because there's uh-huh. always at least one just heart wrench which maybe that was jack miller the last race but Ugh. we're gonna get to that too yeah, but I mean, there's always at least usually one heartbreaking moment in the right. race, and so that's what I'm hoping does not happen. And to in always. the last few races, it's always been Fabio that's been breaking my heart. <laughs> so um, then we've got in fourth place Anaya Bastianini with 191 points, and then Jack Miller dropped to fifth place. R.I.P. We're actually, I guess he's maintaining fifth place because Anaya was in front of him the whole time um, at 179. Ah, such a bummer at his home track. Uh, and then rest in peace in sixth place, Brad Bender actually moves up to sixth place. We've been hard on the KTMs and I think everybody has, but Brad Bender is in sixth place. That that says a lot about Brad Bender. Yeah. I mean, come on. I feel like this is a lot less about the bike and a lot about the rider. Yeah. I mean, he's just doing great. Well, and not to mention another KTM in the top 10, Miguel Oliveira comes in at 10th place. In it's the true. world championship, uh, and then uh, so I feel like they're gonna they're they've they've been doing some wow that was not English they're gonna be <laughs> doing some uh, testing I think and I think it's a lot of that could potentially improve some of their traction issues. Uh, I mean Jack Miller's gonna fix a lot of things for him. Yeah. So. but I feel like they're gonna be a contender next year. Maybe not for the championship, but they're no, gonna but be a I mean top five. I mean they're they're both two bikes in the top ten right now, so they're not doing bad. Yeah. Uh, but then seventh place you've got Zarco with one fifty nine. And then Alex Renz continues to move up in the championship. Hey, he could come back right now. <laughs> on a bike that is not going to be on the grid next year, he just continues to move up in points. He is at 137 in eighth place. And then Jorge Martin did a great job kind of coming back. He's in ninth place at 136. And again, we've got Miguel Oliveira in 10th place with 135 points. So that is your top 10 in the world championship right now. Maverick actually got bumped out of the top 10 by Miguel Oliveira mm-hmm. uh, because he just had an utterly terrible race. Yeah. And he was super, like, he was old school, like, Maverick at Yamaha, whining and crying, mad at everybody but himself <laughs> about what happened at the race afterwards. I don't know if you saw after uh, the race. Another turn up. It was rough. He was really upset. Um, but that's Maverick for you. So. <sighs> Let's talk about Fabio. Bum, bum, bum. First of all, I'm really mad at a lot of things that happened. Because he looked pretty good in qualifying. He looked pretty good 
you know, in warm-ups, like all of these things. He looked pretty good, and then, honestly, I don't know what happened. He he made a mistake there, and that he made two mistakes two laps in a row in that one turn where he just, like, went super wide. Afterwards, uh, in, he told reporters that he said that the wind was really bad for him, but I'm like, bro, the wind, nobody else was blowing out the side of the, the <laughs> wind. So he said You're he going was 200 miles an hour. Yeah. What does wind have anything to <laughs> do with know. that? I don't know. That was the first time that he's like responded to something. I'm like, how does that have anything to do with anything? But are we throwing paper airplanes or are we racing motorcycles? <laughs> so he, he really struggled. And then after he went really far back in the pack, he just, he lost the front. I mean, honestly, I think that Fabio, is pushing the bike harder than it can is capable of being ridden. I think that he knows that he's behind or that that he was losing ground. He knew what was on the line and I think he was pushing it so hard that the bike just couldn't handle it. Like he could he didn't have the stopping power. He didn't have the the get up and go as like the Ducatis and stuff. I just don't think that the bike is good enough. I think that's probably 50% of it. But see, I just don't the way he's not like furious and he's not freaking out about things like he's not like going off to the reporters and stuff. He's still really even killed. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, think, he's not Maverick Vinales. Right. Or Jorge Lorenzo. I think mentally Fabio is pretty OK. It just seems like he's worried. So he's pushing too hard because in the beginning of the season, he had a pretty, he was doing great. He had a pretty comfortable lead. He was, he was riding the bike super smooth, but now he's taking all these crazy risks. He's going really fast into that corner, which pushes him really far outside. Like, ah. I think part of that is, is it's not just the bike. I mean, yes, he's pushing that bike probably way harder than that bike can is capable of going. Um, I mean, Yamaha has had trouble for years now. Um, which is weird because I remember, I mean, growing up, Yamaha was always one of the strongest constructors. And now it just seems like they can't really collect mm-hmm. themselves. But I think with, like, you know, some of the stuff that's going on with Fabio, I feel like this is not the first time that we've seen this, though, is he does really well in the first half of the season. And then the second half, he just, it's not even that he's a slow rider. I think he just, he does have. He has a hard time maintaining that well, mental. And, but I wonder if that. I wonder if that's less the mental and more the bike still, because everybody else, like the Ducatis, the reason that they weren't doing as well in the beginning of the season is because the development of the motorcycle wasn't where it is now. Like they've got true. that thing tuned in. It is the best motorcycle on the track by a margin. That thing is incredible. It has great cornering speed. It's super fast. It's just everything about it is really good. Yeah, that's true. But the Yamaha has not improved this year. Like, it has been the same all season. Have you noticed that? Like That's true. He was doing really pretty okay. He was doing defying all the odds with the bike. And then everyone else's bikes got better. And his did not. That is true. Although, I mean, I feel like if you look at other other riders in similar situations. I mean, Mark Marquez was, I mean, it's kind of hard to compare anybody to Mark Marquez, but yeah, Mark Marquez could ride a moped out there and, <laughs> and still probably win. I'm convinced of that. He would be the, <laughs> the same moped that the guy crashed with Fabio on. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be the world's best pizza delivery boy. Yeah. Um, your pizza might not 
all be together, but you know, it'll get there fast. It'll get there fast. Um, but I mean, the, he kind of ran some of the same stuff. And I know your favorite guy, Cal Crutchlow. <laughs> they they interviewed him one time when he was still on Honda. Uh, but they they asked him like, you know, what do you think of the bike? And his response was essentially just the only person that can ride that bike is Mark Marquez. That is yeah. it. Um, and so I think, and that is true of the Yamaha two four Fabio. Yeah, so that's what I was. I, that's kind of why I compare them a lot is because they're. I feel like in a very similar situation. Um, I just think. I mean, I feel like that would be very wearing on anybody if you're just having to push this thing super hard. And I think Fabio is already. I mean, the commentators say this all the time. He's a very emotional rider. Sure. He might not always show that, like Maverick Vinales, but I mean, there's different kinds of emotional riders. You have right. turnips, and then you have championship people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, he's, he's a little bit better than Paul Sparago, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I won't compare anybody to that guy. <laughs> that, that's just, that's, that's slam. So the bottom line is we got to ask the question with what has happened with the shift in the championship <clears throat> is Pecco our new champion? Like, is, is there any way that Fabio is going to pull this out? Cause I don't think that Aleish can do it. Is there any way that Fabio is going to come back? Because see, I know, actually think Aleish has a, has a decent chance because if if Pecco crashes, which he's crashed more than Fabio has, and yes. I, the the first time we talked about that, I remember a lot of the crashes were not necessarily his fault, but he's just not as smooth as Fabio. Yeah, but man, Mark put some serious pressure on Pecco, and so did Alex Renz. Oh yeah, and he didn't crash. That that was the first. I was like, I, the whole time I was like, he's going to crash. And then we're going to go into, Sepa- or uh, what's next? Uh, yeah, Sepang. We're going to go into Sepang next, and it's going to be like neck and neck. We're going to be in the same situation. This is stressing me out. And then he didn't crash. And then I was like, now I'm even more stressed out because now he's in the league. <laughs> <laughs> even though I like Pecco, I'm torn because I like him. And I like the story of, you know, Ducati finally winning in for the first time in like 20 years. But... I like Fabio better. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean Fabio has fought hard for that for that title. Yes, uh, but I I think the thing with Pecco though is just that that is more of a rarity than it is like his. It's not like his normal. I mean, I feel like usually he gets put in those pressure situations and he just chokes. You know? Well, he actually said you know he got the alert on his dash that Fabio crashed, so he quit pushing and just settled for third. He could have stayed in that fight you know, more intensely. And he said he just backed off because he was afraid he was going to crash. What does that tell you about? Well, first of all, what does it tell you about uh, Alex Renz and Mark Marquez? Alex Renz had absolutely nothing to lose. And he was like, I will crash this motorcycle before I come not in first. Yeah. (laughs) He kind of embraced a little bit of his inner Mark Marquez in there. Yeah. I mean, he was incredible. So, but yeah, so I'm really nervous. I don't know if, because we're coming up on Sepang, which does favor Ducati. It's a very stop and go, a lot of straights. This is true. However, Valencia does not favor the Ducati, technically speaking. In historically, Valencia, which will be the last race, favors more of a Suzuki or Yamaha style ride. Except that the Ducati has defied that at every turn. Phillip Island was supposed to be way more of a Yamaha or even they expected the Aprilia's to do really well. But guess what? We had like all the Ducatis were in the top again. Like it's crazy how good that bike is. 
It is crazy. So well, I mean, this is the first time we've really seen a dominant Ducati bike. Yeah, well, it's weird. I mean, they've been notorious for being temperamental, yeah. not listening to riders. I mean, well, I mean, when you got eight on the grid, it's probably a little easier to get data. But this is at the true. same time, I'm I'm looking at this going, okay, Sepang is a, probably going to be very much a Ducati dominated track because of the way it is. And then you've got Valencia, which is supposed to favor the better cornering speed, but Ducati's got great cornering speed now, too. So it almost makes me feel like Fabio just doesn't have a chance um, and because I don't think the Yamaha is good enough to beat the Ducati. That doesn't mean that I don't think that Fabio is good enough to beat Pecco because I think he's better than Pecco. Yeah. I don't 100%. think that he can beat him on the Yamaha at this point, unfortunately, though. I'm, I'm, I'm all but decided that the fan in me is like, no, Fabio can like, something's going to happen. Pecco's going to crash. Something crazy is going to happen. And Fabio's going to win. I mean, that's a very good chance. There's a good chance Although, of that. Here's the thing that I'm curious about. Cause I, I actually have a very strong feeling that Fabio will still win the championship. I'm not going to say that he will. Cause I feel like I really don't know at this point, but I really think that, um, there's a good chance that he's going to crash. And then, I mean, that would be, it was like when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. You know, there was a meme that said when the Eagles win the Super Bowl, they burn their city to the ground. Right. And if the Eagles win or lose, I mean, they were going to do, do that either way. And so I just wonder, Ducati is a very proud company. What are they going to do if Peco <laughs> crashes? <laughs> it's going like, to be like the mafia. All right. Well, here's a fun fact for you about Sepang. Are okay. you ready? I think I am. The all-time lap record is actually held by Fabio Quattararo. Really? <laughs> yes. So say less. So and he had pole position when they were there in 2019. He did not win the race. He wasn't even on the podium, but he was fast on the track. You know what I mean? So like, I, I wonder a little bit if that's if that means that there's a little hope for Fabio, maybe not to win or to even be on the podium, but to at least minimize. Pecco gaining any more ground, which means that it will come down to Valencia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Although, I mean, I feel like lap times are not necessarily the best indicator who's going to win. Oh, like, absolutely. I mean, I mean, if that was the case, Johan Zarco would be champion six times over. Correct. He's the and, fastest man that can't win. And that's also reflected in 2019 where Fabio did not win and he was not on the podium. Yeah. But he had the fastest lap time. Yeah. You know? I just, th that's one thing that I think is crazy. Johan Zarco has like lap records at trucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude can't win. But I will say, 2019 Fabio is not as good as 2022 Fabio. So maybe that was that he could run the track fast, but he wasn't capable of racing as fast, which now I think he's much more capable of racing faster. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's, that's fair. So I, I don't know. I Like I said, I don't think that he's going to win. But I do think that potentially he can minimize. He, yeah, I think he can minimize a problem. So there's going to be definitely, I feel like these last few races, all of the fighting is going to be happening between 10th and 5th place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about Jack. Poor, poor Jack. Gosh, rest in peace. And stinking Alex Marquez. Okay. I don't really know what happened there. That dude just flat out ran into the backside. He, uh, he lost his front end. Okay, because at he one angle, really hard. At one angle, it looked like he got clipped, 
but I couldn't tell. So he didn't get hit at all. He just straight up crashed in the jack. Oh yeah. I mean that was that I mean if there's that certain point where like if you're braking really really hard, it's just instead of your your force going down into the wheel, it just goes straight forward. And at that point, if you're going fast enough, you just turn into a projectile. And That's exactly what happened. Unfortunately, Jack Miller was just at the receiving end of that projectile. Yeah, man, that was just uh devastating cuz I think he had a really good chance of being up there in that top 4 fight. Oh yeah. You know. But that was just a bummer, you know. I we just had to at least acknowledge the fact that Jack kind of got dealt a terrible hand. It wasn't his fault. He looked good. It looked like he was going to be able to move up through the ranks there, and he just got absolutely taken out. Now the question is, how does he feel? I mean, he just got married, so is she his good luck charm or bad luck charm? Oh, Ty, <laughs> that's <is> terrible. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, they seem pretty happy, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to make the <laughs> joke and then step back. I think that Jack Miller can take you, dude. I don't know. What is he, like 5'4", five, 5'2"? Five, <laughs> he can ride faster. As, okay, that that I can't, yeah. <laughs> and he can endure a lot more pain, I'm sure. That's probably true. You know, they, they, they sweat like three gallons of water every race. That doesn't surprise me. I'm pretty sure I sweat three gallons of water in a 20-minute session on the track when we went. This was horrible. <laughs> That's what happens when you squeeze yourself into just hot clothes and then mm-hmm. you can go real fast for a long time. <laughs> so the last thing that we need to talk about before we really get into the race preview for uh, Sepang is Mark. I just we got to just talk about the fact that he was in perfect form. Yeah. And he's only going to get better. Uh, see, look, I feel like... Right now, it's like only one of our guys can be doing well. It's either yours or it's yeah, mine. Yeah. Mine's either like in yeah, a coma or yours is like just not winning. I mean, I love Mark. I like he's just so great and I do think that he's the best one that's ever been. Oh, 100%. And I think that this was an indication because what he is at right now will only get better in the off season. The Honda will hopefully develop a little more and get a little better. And the the body of Mark Marquez will only get in better shape because he's going to be be really hitting his physical fitness throughout the offseason. Right. And he's going to come back fit and ready to roll, and he's going to be a championship contender next year. Well, I think that's the – here's the thing is, I mean, he's got, I feel like, a good amount of career left. Um, this was his 100th podium position. Now, Valentino Rossi – He's 29, though, right? I think he's 30 now. Is he 30 now? Okay. Yeah. Um, I know he's really old. <laughs> For a motorcycle rider, he's starting to get up there. Um, but uh, he he has 100 podiums, and then I believe Valentino Rossi has 199. So, oh my. I, I can tell you, and I feel like Mark Marquez would have way more if he hadn't spent the last two years. Oh, yeah, hurt. 100%. So that definitely sucks, but I, I think I'm hoping that he can at least – Get close to that even broken mark has won several races <laughs> yeah, that's crazy yeah i mean i feel like everybody has been like oh yeah mark's done i'm like did you not remember that he was winning races before he had this yeah fixing surgery well and everybody's probably for next year going okay coda no chance mark's yeah. winning he's won <sighs> everyone but last this year because he didn't race that's true <laughs> so so we just I just needed to make the point that Mark Marquez is in perfect form already and it's only going to get better and he's going to be a serious threat next well, year. Well there was an interview that he did later on that he was like yeah basically talking about he he's still having to learn to hold himself back a little bit 
because he can't just take the abuse that he like used to. Well, like, yeah, that's but, holding back. Yeah. Well, even think about this. Okay, you ready? Think about this. Next year, you will have Mark Marquez in full fit form. You will have Fabio Quadraro with a bike that is faster because they've already tested it. They know that they will have a, a Yamaha that will be faster than it is now. But is it like good? Well, we don't know, but it's Fabio Quadraro who we know is good. Just like, just like Mark is really good on a less than stellar bike. If Fabio can find the speed, I think that he can really make a difference. But then you will also have Pecco, who potentially is going to be the reigning world champion on the Ducati, which is definitively the best bike right now. Him and his seven, seven other uh, minions. Right. So just think about what we have in store next year. Think about those fights that we're going to see. I think I mean, oh, the man. thing is, if you put Mark Marquez in any race at all, he might not win the race, but it will be exciting because he will always. Be I will at the say, front. since he's come back, racing has been more exciting. Period. Well, that's because I mean, like without him, you just let's say I mean, Marcus, he's always battling up at the front, always. Mm-hmm. Um, without him, it might be Fabio, and he pulls away, and then that's it. Yeah. Put Mark Marquez in that situation; he's at least fighting for it. He might crash. He might. Well, and what people don't always realize is that when they're overtaking and passing. It slows everything down and oh, allows yeah. people to catch up mm-hmm. and causes more drama. More mayhem. That's just what happens every single time. So I fully agree with you there. Uh, you can't, you just can't. I mean, Mark Marquez just makes it so much fun. <laughs> so, all right. So let's talk about Sepang. We're going to Malaysia. It's just a fun one to say. Sepang. 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 <laughs> it sounds like, when you're like if you're shooting a gun at like a, you know, like yes. a little shield. Sepang. Yes. So in 2019, the results of the podium were first place. Maverick Vinales, kind of crazy. Second place, Mark Marquez. And then third place, the late, great Davizioso. He's not dead. He's just not racing anymore. <laughs> um, so you've got, that's your podium from 2019 in Sepang. It's kind of a weird podium. Like I said before, uh, Fabio actually had the fastest lap in, um, from what I can tell, was on pole. Um well, Maverick's definitely not going to be first this year. No, but I wonder if he'll do pretty good, though. I, I mean, I don't know, because he'll have, like, two races that he's really good and looking like, oh, Maverick might get on the podium. And then he's just trash for a couple of races. So I literally have no idea how to predict what he's going to do. I feel like you, if for Maverick Vinales to succeed, you just have to have a fire extinguisher by him because he's about as reliable as, you know, like old Ducatis were. Mm-hmm. At any point in time, I feel like he's just going to catch fire. Yes. Well, and Mark Marquez, I don't think has ever won at this track. He's got three pole positions. He's got second place. He's been on the podium, but I don't know that he's won here. Yeah, which that's is gonna, that's going to bug him. <laughs> yeah. So I think that we're in for some some craziness. I do. What has been said is that. There's going to be eight Ducatis in the top ten. That's what everybody keeps saying right now, which I don't necessarily agree with. I mean, I think that just like every race this season, there's going to be a lot of Ducatis in the front. However, I think that things are going to look a little bit different. So let's talk about our podium picks for the race, and then we're going to get into some fantasy stuff. But here is what I want to happen. 
and I don't think it's going to happen. So what I want to happen is for Fabio to be on the podium and to Pecco to be like playing it safe in like seventh place and Fabio gaining some ground so that he can potentially win in Valencia. I don't think that Fabio is going to be on the podium, unfortunately. So my picks, are you ready, Ty? I am ready. My picks for the podium are I actually think that Bedsecki is going to win. That That is a bold statement. So here's the thing. He's already won a race. He did really, really well in Phillip Island. He's done really well in other races. But I think that because you're going to have Mark fighting, you're going to have all these other Ducatis fighting, I think Pecco is going to play it a little safer, kind of like he did in Phillip Island when he backed off and just settled for third. And I think that that opens the door for someone like Betsecki to just zip up there <laughs> and kind of win. So I'm going to make a like stretching bold prediction and say that Betsecki's going to win. <clears throat> second place, I think, is going to be Mark Marquez. He's going to be up there. Yeah, I think he's going to be in second place. Um, I think that he's going to disrupt the Ducatis. I think he's going to cause some Ducatis to crash. A fun fact about this last race. Did you know that he crashed during warm-up? Did he really? Yeah, just dumped it. And it was, I think part of it was because it was raining, but, I mean, just dumped it. Oh, my. <laughs> I and didn't he, know that. And he just comes out of the gates just in the race. I mean, oh, I remember man. seeing that in the warm-ups going, like, oh, man. This is a bad day. <laughs> not going to be good. And then just second place. He's just like, I don't care if I crash. I'm still going to do great. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, most people, like, you, you, something like that happens, and, like, in the back Mentally of their head, they're like, they're like, oh, gosh, this is kind of scary. And then, uh, you know, he just, I feel like he just does not have that ability. He just forgets about it. Yeah. He said his head enough that he doesn't remember. I mean, I, I get messing myself up sometimes because I'm on the straightaway. And then I have this daunting thought of, I'm not attached to this thing. And then it just messes <laughs> me up for the rest of the life. I don't have a seatbelt. <laughs> so, <laughs> again, uh, first place I think is going to be Bedzecki. Second place, Mark Marquez. Third place, I think, is going to be Jorge Martin. Again, another bold statement. The reason I think that is because I think there's just going to be this weird like fighting going on with the Ducatis, and I think that Jorge is is better than a lot of them. Enea could be up there. Uh, I think that he'll probably be in fourth, and I'm going to call Fabio to be in fifth, and then I think Pecco is going to come in right behind him. Again, I don't think Pecco is going to take any risks because if he crashes... Fabio's right back in it. If he crashes and Fabio gets points, we're right back where we started. <laughs> so I think that Pecco is going to be taking taking no serious risks at all. See, I still remember. Which you said last episode, and I agree with you 100%. If you ride careful, you won't win. Oh, yeah. If you ride like the wheels are falling off because you have to, you have a chance of winning, but you might crash. <laughs> well, Valentino Rossi was the master. Absolute master at that. I mean, he has more probably fourth place than anybody else. I still remember, I mean, when Mark Marquez was brand new, Danny Pedrosa was up there, Jorge Lorenzo. And Mark, uh, Valentino Rossi was just third, fourth, third, fourth, third, fourth, third, fourth, consistent. third, fourth. I mean, and the thing is, he didn't crash. If Valentino Rossi crashed, it was weird. Yeah. Um, kind of like Fabio this year until recent events, but Ugh, yes. So that's kind of like what, how I think things will play out. Uh, again, real fast. First, Bezaki, second, Mark Marquez, third, Jorge Martin, fourth, could be Anea Bastianini, fifth, Fabio, sixth, Pecco. 
Not a bad, not a bad guess. That's my guess. I think it's gonna be weird. I don't think it's gonna be what we kind of expect. So that's what I think. What about you? What are your podium picks for this race? So I think Pecco or Fabio will be in the top three. One of them will be. Um, Let it be Fabio. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I think I think uh, Fabio probably will surprise us in some way. Which wh- whether it's going to be a victory or it's going to be him crashing, it's going to be one or the other. What was the race? Um, it was right after Silverstone because everybody expected Fabio to do great at Silverstone and he didn't do great at Silverstone. And then he comes back in the next race. Everybody expects it to be like this great Ducati track, and Fabio's like on the podium. Yeah. So there's a chance. Yeah, there. I definitely. So I feel like Fabio has a chance to take this one. Um, I like. I, I like where your head's at today, Ty. I'm liking it a lot. I'm over here doubting it. I'm questioning it because every time I've said that Fabio's going to do good, he crashes. So I'm like, he's going to be terrible, and maybe that means he'll do great. So what I think is going to happen, and I think this is going to be everybody setting it up for the last race, because I feel like the last race, if you're in a certain point, it doesn't matter if you crash. Who right. cares what? You, if you don't end up in first, if if you end up in third. Who cares? You want to be in first. I mean, like, right. if you're Fabio or Pecco at this point, the last race, if they set themselves up correctly, that's when the strategy of, you know, kind of riding safe mm-hmm. or riding with, like your wheels are falling off. That's when everybody rides like with their wheels falling off. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, I think this race, you're going to see Fabio probably in the top three, maybe top five. Oh. You know, I could see him getting fourth or fifth. Um, but I think you're going to see Pecco probably coming like eighth or ninth. Ooh, yeah. And so I like the way, I, man. I am, I am just loving where so your head's at. So Pecco dude. still might be the champion at the end of this race, but it's probably going to be, be tighter. It's going to be like they're going to be within five points of each other. I can guarantee it. Um, so if I think Fabio in first, I'm going to say Marquez is going to be in second or third. Um, I am really hoping that Zarco is up there. So I think <laughs> that's actually not a bad yes. So I'm thinking it's going to be first place Fabio, second place Mark. I'm going to say Zarco third. Um, I will then, say I might this say Jack is, Miller's probably going to get fourth. This is one of the rare occasions where it's a Ducati focused track and Zarco doesn't have any like records. That is true. That so is maybe true. we'll see one. <laughs> that I would love to see it. <laughs> so okay, say say that one more time. What was your? So I'm going to say Fabio first, uh, Marquez second, and then Zarco third. But I'm going to have to say that Jack Miller's probably going to be fourth, and then I'm going to guess that Pecco's going to be like seventh or eighth. I like yours better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and I might just say that yours is better than mine because I kind of... Well, now you've jinxed it. Because because Jack crashed, I kind of didn't think about him in this one. Yeah. I kind of was thinking like he might just kind of fold it in. Oh, but that's not really his style. So maybe he's just going to come ripping out and he'll be in like fourth or fifth like you're saying. So Yeah, I mean, I think... See, the, the thing that you're going to start seeing with Jack Miller now is... His contract is up. Yeah, he's got nothing to lose now. So, I mean, like, w- at this point, why listen to anything Ducati says? You don't care. Maybe Jack is going to be the reason that Pecco slides out in a turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though, is I feel like of all the people that do that, that would probably not be Jack. He's just too much of a nice guy. Yeah, but he's willing to pass Pecco. You saw it. I mean, he's, he he's, was As far as personalities, in. he's the diamond in the rough. Yeah. He's the diamond among turnips, you know? He's <laughs> yes. a good guy. So, all right. So, I think that I really like your lineup. Uh, it seems more well thought out than mine. Even. I'm disagreeing with some of these uh, top fantasy picks. 
Oh, really? Okay. I don't. I do not think that Alex Reyes is a good choice. I just think that. Okay, I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, so, who do you think is going to crash in Sepang? Because somebody's going to crash. Oh man, I could see Marquez crashing, as much as I'd hate to see it. But he's still getting used to it, and I don't. He hasn't been. He's still not himself. I mean, he comes out of the gates and he's fast. But if someone's going to crash, there's a decent chance it's going to be him. Uh, I think it's probably Marquez would be a good one to think of as crashing. Pecco is that one that if he crashes, it's going to be another gutted moment. But mm-hmm. that's there's another good chance that he's going to crash because he's shown that he crashes under pressure. I mean, yeah. last race was kind of like the... But dive. he backed off of that pressure too. Yeah. Though, so so. Yeah, th- I think if we're like coming to this now, um, you know, he's gonna have to start at some point. Either if he's gonna have to decide, he's gonna either ride with his wheels falling off this next race or the last race or both. And if he does both, he will probably lose. Hmm. So he's got to pick where he does that. Right. Um. So I think he'd be a good one. I don't think Fabio will crash. I don't think he will. I think he's crashed a couple times. I can't see him doing that again. Fabio tends to be like, he'll make a mistake, and then he fixes it. Yeah, he's not one to let a mistake linger, which is why this mm-hmm. last couple races has been so weird, which is why I think he's pushing it too hard. I think that he probably goes, okay, I got to get back to to smooth riding, get back to form, just ride to the limit of the bike instead of trying to ride over the limit. You know? Yeah, I, think, I, I feel like you could probably... I think the first two laps of this race will be able to tell who the champion's going to be at the end of the year. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, if Fabio comes out of the gates and he's looking smooth, I feel like he'll probably be champion. If he doesn't, Pekka will take it. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, any other crashes, I feel like Alex Rins would probably crash because I feel like he just has nothing to lose at this point. And we watched how he rode that last one. He rode with his wheels <laughs> falling off. And I feel like when you ride with your wheels falling off, there's about, unless you're Mark Marquez, you have a 50% chance of crashing. Well, you've already seen him do it once. This yeah. is the other half. He's probably going to crash. He doesn't I don't. Well, and I don't necessarily know that he is going to that the Suzuki is going to perform great at this next track. So we'll see. But here's the thing, fantasy picks. So I know that you you disagree, but let me let me explain this. So I've actually got Alex Renz on here as a good fantasy pick here. The reason is because he is in the top ten. He's eighth place, right? Is that what we said? He's in eighth place in the championship, which means that he's consistently scoring points, and he only costs $2.6 million. So the reason I think that he's a good pick for fantasy is because if you got a little bit of money that you can move around, like say you were talking about kind of parting out your, one of your big riders to get a couple of smaller riders that are going to be pushing the envelope a little bit and getting more points than what they would have earlier because they've got nothing to lose now. Renz might be a good one because he's going to push that envelope. He's going to fight for it. And so he might actually pull off some points and he doesn't really cost that much. He's only 2.6. So you could actually potentially afford him as a pretty good rider. I think the best choice that you have on here um, is Cal Critchlow. Yeah, he's the absolute But I think he's the best cheapest. because then you can swing for Ducati. Correct. So going into Sepang, knowing that it's kind of a Ducati favoring track, um, this I'm usually not really one that pushes to put du- like a constructor on your team. I feel like it's more important. Ducati's going to guarantee you 25 points, though. Yeah, so I feel like 
I would probably switch out one of your silver riders, put Cal Crutch Low in there, take the money you got, and if you can afford Ducati, do great it. Great advice. Literally yeah. great advice. And that's why I put on our notes here that Cal Crutchlow is the best, cheapest deal. Oh, 100%. Because he only costs $1.4 million, and I'm telling you, he has not gotten me less than like five points Which, on my I mean, silver team. I, I guess like upon what I was saying is Cal Crutchlow is a really good deal if you partner him with something Yeah, which else. I have Ducati. So, you know, so th- which is why I can't afford That's someone why you like beat a, me this week. <laughs> That's why I can't afford someone like Marco Bedzecki or Alex Renz, you know, because or Luca Marini, uh, because they're like in the, the middle ranges of the two million area. But I just can't afford that. Um, so that's the most that I can afford with what I've got is one point seven million. And there's no one for that. So <laughs> Cal Crutchlow is my guy. Well, I think, you know, some of the other writers, I mean, Francesco Bagnaia is 4.6. I mean, I oh, would yeah. say Mark Marquez is definitely one of the other best choices because, I mean, he's basically around the same price as half of these other people that you'd probably put on your silver team. I mean, he's three, $3.4 million. That's a little bit more than what I originally got him for. Mark is a good deal. Um, yeah, I mean, you're getting a world, like, you're getting a guaranteed, that's another probably guaranteed top five, unless yeah. he crashes. I mean,. Yeah, I, I, he's Knock the best wood. deal if you can swing it. Oh yeah, you know if you can. I actually he's the most put like of all the like of all like the top tier riders. He's the most likely that you'd be able to afford. Right. So actually, it's interesting that you bring Mark up because I'm looking. So Mark Marquez cost three point four million, and Jorge Martin cost three point six. Okay, so I have That's had wild. I've had Jorge Martin on my team for most of the season. Do you have Mark on your team? I don't. Interesting. But what I'm looking at is I'm going to wait and see how the first couple free practices go, and I'm I'm actually considering swapping out Jorge Martin for Mark Marquez. Which you'd be getting money back and a better rider. Exactly. Wow. But here's why I'm like on this the is fence change about next that. Year. Mark Marquez will not be 3.4 next year. I know. But here's why I'm on the fence about that, because this is a Ducati-favorable track. It's a lot of stop and go. It's a lot of, you know, so I just, I don't know. I, that's why I'm kind of going back and forth. I'm not even, this is not like a, I feel like it's funny because you probably, you have Fabio on your team mm-hmm. and you're a Fabio fan. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a Mark fan and I have Mark on my team. But I think, take that aside for one second. I think Mark Marquez just has shown, you. it's not even like a favoritism. He's probably not going to get first place. but He's going to be in the top five though. But he, it's like a, more guaranteed top five. And that's what I'm struggling with because I'm like, I want to put Mark on my team. Although, but I don't know if he's going to perform well at this track. He could crash. <laughs> you don't put Mark on your team because then if you do, he'll probably crash. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think Mark is the best deal if you can swing it. Alicia is a pretty good deal. Just the fact that he's a top tier rider and he's 3.1 million. I mean, you know? he got me a whole two points more than you. You're not wrong there. Although I had the other two Aprilia, bad decision. Well, and if you look at the top ranked people in the world, a lot of them have Aleish on their team still. Really? Absolutely. A lot of them have Marco Bedzecki on their team. A lot of them have Jack Miller on their team. It's not what you would expect, actually. And several of them have taken Fabio off their team, which has made me actually, I actually was sitting looking at my team the other day going, do I have to do it? Do I have to sell Fabio? Like, what do I do? Do I do I get rid of him and get Mark and have like a Jorge on my team? And, and like, because I think, then I could have like some serious hitters. 
but cheaper because Fabio is cheaper right now than Jorge Martin. I think the best strategy in fantasy is not going for the first place rider. Because if you go for the first place rider, you have more opportunity to make points. It's kind of the same thing with racing, honestly, itself. is You know, you go hard, you might crash. You don't, you'll survive the race, but you won't win. Right. But if you want to actually get like a really high score across the entire season, you probably want the fourth and fifth place rider more than you want the first and second. Because mm-hmm. the first and second are probably going to make themselves crash a lot more likely. Well, and what you want to do is try and get a first and second rider when you know they're going to win so you can boost them. But that's the thing is like you don't know when they're going to win. I mean, to a point. I mean, if it like when you go into Coda, you know that Mark's going to win. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know what I mean. Statistically speaking, to, <laughs> to anybody out there who who enjoys statistics, it 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 definitely bodes well for Mark Marquez. Yeah. But like, what's I mean, it's crazy. Think about this: the guy who has been leading the world championship the entire season, almost who just relinquished that to second place, is cheaper than Jorge Martin. Right now, you can get Fabio Quadraro for three point five million. Jorge is three point six. So if you wanted to put Mark on your team, you could swap out Fabio for Mark and still hold back. That's still crazy. To me some that money. The two best riders probably in the paddock, and neither of them are going to win the championship. Well, actually, nope. Sorry, one of them might win the championship, but neither of them are like in first place right now. Yeah, and there's a good chance that neither of them are going to win this next week, and they're both. The the best rider best riders probably have ever been in MotoGP or some of the greatest anyway. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. So that's our top fantasy picks. Um, before we jump into our hot takes, though, I got I got something you're gonna love, Ty. Okay, Are you ready for this? I didn't put this in the notes because I didn't want you to know about it. So I'm gonna tell you now. You Hit ready? Me. Mark Marquez has over double the points. That Paul Esparago has. <laughs> <laughs> like, Paul Esparago's only got like 50, 54 points or something. And Mark has well over 100 points on the season. And he has been racing a fraction of the season as his, as his partner on the Honda. <laughs> what is it like when Paul goes home and he sits across the table from Elise and his dad? Is it just like, <laughs> man? Just disappointment. <laughs> just utter. And complete disappointment. That's got to be really hard to be on a team with Mark Marquez because that's like comparing yourself with just, I mean. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So, uh, Paul. <laughs> that is just awesome. <laughs> Paul Espargo actually has, how many points does he have? I mean, I've said this before and I'll say it again. For someone whose name is Paul, he spends very little time on Paul. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. Actually, I might be wrong. Should have named a lace Paul. Oh, sorry, sorry. I said that Paul only has like fifty points. Mark is fifty-four points ahead of Paul. That's what I meant to say. Still, still. <laughs> they they got the names wrong when they were when they were born. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, I mixed up my words there. But Mark is fifty-four points ahead of Paul Espargo right now. And he's literally partner. been out of most of the season. Oh yeah, it, which is just crazy. So, I just wanted to drop that little piece of uh, information there. Uh, you have a hot take right here. The first one, mm-hmm. is Yamaha just not enough to get the job done? Or or does Fabio have the yips? I think it's the Yamaha. I, I genuinely do. I really think that, I mean, uh, certainly he's under a lot of pressure, and I think that they're, 
I think we have an episode name idea, Yips or Yamaha. <laughs> There's no doubt that his nerves are getting to him to a degree. I don't think that that would be untrue of anyone. That's true. But I think that it's being made worse because he's on a machine that he can't make do what he needs it to do. You know what he should do? When he comes back in the pit, he should just rev it so he it breaks. Oh, my. Okay, Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> So that, I just genuinely don't think the bike is good enough. Why? I mean, what do you think is taking Yamaha so long? Is it COVID and all that? Well, the- part of it is they don't want to get rid of the inline four. They're the only ones left, right? Everybody else has got a V. Oh, yeah. And literally everyone, except for that they just don't want to get rid of that. And the reason that everybody moved from that was because they could get more power out of something with a different displacement than that. So, like, they're keeping that, though. Now, somehow they've figured out how to get more power out of it. I don't know what they did. I don't know if they poured some go-go juice in there. I don't know. <laughs> but they have apparently figured out how to get more power out of it. So there's potential that the Yamaha is going to be a threat next year, uh, more so than it is this year. We'll see. I mean, I feel like people have been saying that for a while. Well, But pa- Fabio proved it, though. Like, they showed that it can do it at that, at that test. Okay. Like, it happened. It's not like it was a maybe thing that's – just being said that it's going to happen. Fabio came off the bike and it was proven it was the fastest like time of any of the bikes at that test. And he walked away going, I wish I could ride that at the next race, (laughs) you know? (laughs) All right. That's, that's fair. So second hot take here. Does it matter that Fabio, um, holds the all time lap record at Sepang? No, you don't think so at all. I mean, I feel like very rarely have I seen someone come in, get the fastest lap time, you know, qualify in first place, and then win. The only person I've ever really seen do that was Jorge Lorenzo. And that's because he didn't really do well if he was racing through people. He did really, really well when... I mean, that's kind of Fabio's style too, though. Of course, again, he got pole position, 2019 didn't win. Yeah. My thought is the only thing that that really helps for him is that he knows the track. Yeah, that's very true. You know what I mean? He knows the track really well. He knows it well enough. I mean, he's going to be riding. I feel like, like I said before, Pecco is going to have to pick which one he's going to have to ride like his wheels are coming off. Fabio, he has to. Fabio doesn't have a choice. He's, yeah. he's doing it with both. He's just not got to. He just can't push it too far because then I think he'll, you'll see the same thing happen that happened at Phillip Island. Yeah, that's very true. He just, I think he can't get too far in the pack because if he does, that's when he crashes. Yeah. I don't feel like he does it as much. And he, If he's in top three. He, that does not happen. It right. happens when he's like six, seventh. You know? Yeah, and I think that it's because he just, I think when he gets back there, he's like, oh no, if I don't get by these people, like my front tire pressure is going to go up. I'm not going to be able to do anything. So I've got to get by these people. And I think that, that just causes him to. Well, make I think a that's where people like Alex Renz, he has one advantage that people like Mark Marquez and Fabio just don't have. He's been racing in the pack most he, of his career. Yeah, I mean, your line <laughs> is different yeah. when you're in the pack. I mean, because you don't get to just choose a line. Mm-hmm. You have to, I mean. You have to adjust to what line is available. Yeah, I mean, the track did that you came to me with. Um, it it was, uh, we were being taught inside line. Right. Most of my track experience, you're taught the outside Out, line. Because yeah. you can carry a lot more momentum that way. You don't have to slow down as much. Mm-hmm. But the inside, but people can pass you on the inside if you take the outside line. If right. you're if you're in the pack, you kind of have to take that inside line a lot of the time. So what you're saying is I would be a good pack racer. Uh, except not (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's weird it's a weird experience um and i think that 
you know, some of their top riders, they'll do really, really well. But the second they kind of get to a certain point in the track, it's just like they, they, they kind of lose it. Unless you're Mark Marquez, then you just spend 17 laps getting to the front. Yeah. Because you're a maniac. That's but. true. He's ridiculous. So, and then this, this whole episode has become a Mark Marquez gas up episode like we're just talking about how great he is well you know we're gonna say all this and then someone's gonna watch their they're gonna listen to this and they're gonna watch their first moto gp race and he's gonna crash stop <laughs> so last thing for me will peko choke and crash at sepang <laughs> it's kind of funny because it's basically the same hot take i have except for the flips right <laughs> you know will he crash I think he's got a probably about a 60 percent chance of crashing Ooh, so better than half yeah so I, you would put money on this I no. <laughs> <laughs> um, knowing uh, knowing myself, at the second I put money on it, the exact opposite of what I say is going to happen. Yeah, I mean that's the way it is for me, obviously. So I don't know if he's going to crash or not. I if he does crash, I don't want him to get hurt. So don't hear me saying I want him to like break his leg or something. But I wouldn't mind if he just lost front and slid out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So. Um, my hot take is, am I a MotoGP prophet? <laughs> because I called Fabio's second half of the season. Uh, I mean, you, you're actually, before the podcast started, I wish we had the mics on because you're telling me I was right about a lot of things. You have been right about a lot of things. <laughs> and mm. I will give you total credit for your greater knowledge of MotoGP than me because... Listen, there's no question. You absolutely know more about motorcycles and motorcycle racing than I do. I just like to pretend like I know more than you. Um, but or you know more about me from like more useful things. I mean, anything that doesn't apply to like I need every day. <laughs> I'm 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 up a creek without a paddle. <laughs> so I I will say I don't think that I will give you the title of prophet, but I will give you the title of more knowledgeable Wizard. than me. Wizard, <laughs> I'm the uh, MotoGP wizard. Uh, well, you can say that if you're beating me in fantasy. So, yeah, okay, well, for now, you can't say that. So. <laughs> all right, so that's all we've got today. Uh, hope that you've enjoyed the episode. We want to hear from you. We would love to know your thoughts about our fantasy picks or your thoughts about what your fantasy picks are. Mm -hmm. Maybe you just have some questions about, hey, should I put this person in? Should I not? Or, hey, you've not talked about this writer and where they fall. Let us know. You can connect with us on social media. We have Instagram. It is at wheel to wheel podcast. It's the number two wheel to wheel podcast. So shoot us a message on there. We'd love to connect with you, talk to you. And if you would do us a huge favor, this would mean just the world to us. Would you rate the podcast? Give us a good rate. Give us like a five, you know, and if, if you don't think we're good enough, don't go less than four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all that does is that really, that means a lot to us. That allows our podcast to get out into the world a little bit more. And if you can, uh, go follow us on Instagram. We'd love to share some content with you and just let you keep in touch with what we're doing because we do have plans for the offseason, and we will let you know that on our last episode of the season when we get there. So look forward to that. We'll be revealing what our plans are for the offseason. This has been Wheel to Wheel. We'll catch you next time. See you later. <laughs>